And I think we're live. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> so you said this is your first podcast right here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just relatively new at it too. So we're both figuring it out as we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying that uh, your website, vectoralcarbono.com? Yeah, this is my website. I, as, uh, I am a, uh, well, sorry for my English. It's not my tone language. So my apologize for that. Uh, yeah, uh, vectorialcarbono.com is my my website. I am a uh, consultant in renewable energy and uh, environment. I work in this line of work, so uh, that's it. I, uh, so where are you from? Uh, I come from Ecuador. I come from Quito, the, the capital city of my country. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, I am a, well, I'm an electronic engineer. Uh, and I studied two master's degree, one in uh, renewable energies, another one in um, environment. Okay. Yeah. And so do you live in Ecuador right now? Yeah, I live in Ecuador. I work uh, based in Quito, but I travel a lot uh, in Latin America. Okay. And how many languages do you speak? I speak three languages. Uh, English, uh, not so good, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Portuguese, uh, better than English, I think. And Spanish, that's my, my tongue language. Okay. So what brought you to D.C.? What about D.C.? Uh, what, what, what brought you to ah, Washington, well, D.C.? Oh, well, uh, last week I was attending to uh, meetings in the Inter-American Development Bank. Uh, because we have, uh, as a, a Fundación Bariloche, Bariloche Foundation, that is an NGO that I work, it's an Argentinian NGO that I work. We have a project in uh, to, to give technical assistance to uh, different governments in Latin America uh, to promote a mechanism or technical mechanisms to, how can I say? to fight to climate change. Okay, yeah? so that's like renewables, renewable energy, energy efficiency. energy efficiency. Yeah, that's the line that we okay. work. So what, what tools are you promoting? Well, uh, well, we have uh, uh, maybe six or seven kind of studies uh, right now uh, in solar roofs. Uh, it's different because uh, here in, in your country, you can see a lot of, uh, of this technology uh, installed in, over your, your 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 roofs, but in in Latin America it's not so common to see it, uh, and it's uh, it's not so credible because we have more sun than in this uh, latitude, but maybe I think the the barrier to promote or to to yeah to promote this kind of technology it's not the the knowledge. I think it's the politic thinking of our leaders. So it's very difficult uh, to to try to work with these kind of technologies in our countries. Some countries, of course, they are working. For example, Brazil and Chile and Mexico. Uh, they are working with some... Well, they have a lot of... Uh, they, empower, they are empowerment. They are a lot of... of of empowerment so i think it's very very interesting to analyze this case of studies yeah so well uh, for example this is one of our projects another one it's how to how to analyze uh, the technology of solar water heaters that uh, we have a lot of experience in our countries but uh, in this case, well, in all of this, all of the cases, though we are trying to to change uh, the energy uh, or the ways to to warm water, for example, or or get electricity, uh, we have a very big problem in Latin America that are subsidies in uh, fossil fuels. So it's so difficult uh, to promote this kind of technology when the prices of uh, use uh, energy uh, that uh, that is uh, generated by fossil fuels uh, between energy that is generated with renewables it's it's expensive so this is difficult but uh, i think 
new generations, new way of thinking are changing. Uh, not so quickly than in, in countries like uh, uh, European Union or maybe here in, in the States or in Canada or, or Australia. But we are trying to work in that way. So you had mentioned a price difference. You're saying this that uh, fossil fuels are cheaper yeah. uh, to produce currently in most uh, South American countries yeah. than uh, renewable energy sources. Yeah, and it, it's not uh, credible because we have more resource. Okay. Yeah. So you had mentioned the political side yeah. as being an impediment or an obstacle yeah. to more uh, renewable adoption across South yeah. American countries. Yeah. Why, why do you think that's the case? Well, uh, I think it's... But it's not, uh, as I said, it's not a technical problem. It's not a knowledge problem because we have engineers that had a, a experience and, and the knowledge of these technologies. But I think it's like a, a problem, a political problem, uh, when you have uh, people that uh, live uh, in poverty. So uh, when a, when an, an authority, a government tells them that uh, they uh, give the energy as a gift with gift gift. Uh, energy that is is generated by fossil fuels uh, as a gift with a very very low price between uh, energy that generated uh, that are generated with renewable energy. This is how can you say a uh, uh, a poor people that don't have uh, studies that don't have they they just uh, are interested in money yeah. and to to survive to so it's very difficult to change uh, this way of thinking because they they need to survive but in, but in some cases we are uh, demonstrate that use renewable energies uh, for a social uh, uh, households or, or this 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 problem that they they are in poverty is better than use uh, fossil fuels because in a, in a long time uh, they save money between use fossil fuels so but is that we are working right now yeah so um, I'm curious about infrastructure yeah. So I know that like here in America, like for example, I have solar panels on yeah. my roof here. Um, but before the solar panels could work, mm -hmm. we had to contact Pepco, mm -hmm. which is the energy utility here yeah. for DC, because they had to switch my meter okay. from one that only goes one way yeah. to a net meter that goes yeah, net both metering. ways. Yeah. And so I'm wondering <clears throat> in uh, Latin American countries, one, not necessarily the net metering side, but just infrastructure totally. Like, do a lot of lines have to be retrofit in order to accommodate for, say, solar? Or say, ooh, excuse me. No. Or um, is there a very large wait time if one wanted to have it? Like, the, the infrastructure is there, but you have to wait until the utility company yeah. gets the, the the meter to be able to install in the guy has to come to your house i mean it do you find that that is a relatively large obstacle in yeah. making these things happen yeah because uh, th that's the way that we are working because in some countries well in latin america you have different kind of countries uh, i think we have a lot of uh, common uh, things I things in common uh, but uh, for example Brazil ha, has the framework the regularity the regulatory framework uh, commercial framework Chile is the same Mexico the same but in my country for example we have a lot of hydropower a lot a lot, a lot of maybe 80% of our, our uh, energy matrix is is uh, come from hydro so it's difficult to promote uh, solar in my country because the price in in uh, against the hydro, hydro is much higher yeah, yeah so it's so difficult and also we don't have uh, the regulatory framework and also the interest of politicians uh, they are trying to to 
built more hydro. Uh, yeah, big hydro, not little hydro. So it's uh, a little kind of uh, danger for uh, for the environment. Uh, they change the the way of the river, so it's so difficult. And in other countries, like in in Caribbean, that they are islands, it's very difficult to have another uh, kind of of um, a cheaper source of energy. No. But it the cheaper source of energy is the renewable energy, but the politicians or maybe the the the, the interest uh, they are interested to to maintain the use of fossil fuels that is more uh, profitable cost. for them. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. So it's a, it's a problem. Oh, so it depends. It depends in the country that you are working. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious, and part my ignorance, when you say hydro. Energy in terms of that's through water, correct? Yeah, of course. And is that considered a renewable energy source or not? Depends. Uh, some way of of knowledge or of thinking. I don't know if I am speaking as a in in good terms, but uh, ten megawatts. It's the it's the limit is to say that a uh, hydro. A uh, hydro plant uh, could be a renewable energy because uh, you don't change a lot the the river the way of the river. You can uh, you can uh, see just not not a lot of uh, environmental changes. But if you're talking about uh, hydro, like uh, for example, in China, Three Gorges, or maybe in Brazil, uh, Itaipu, very big hydropower plants. You create an artificial lake. You, so it's, it's not so good for the environment. You change. Uh, the environment, uh, the biodiversity that exists uh, in this place. So, yeah, it's renewable, but you have to change the environment when when you are installing these plants. Yeah, so it's kind of a... Uh, hold on. But I believe... It, it, it is what you're saying kind of like um, where they say, they make the argument that um, for a lot of renewable sources, like say solar, the impact to actually make a solar panel yeah. can offset the benefit that it has. So in the sense of the hydro plant that you're saying where they artificially made a pool, yeah. um, they're, they're, the net between the benefit that you would get from a renewable standpoint versus the initial money that you put up and the impact to the environment just to make that happen yeah. doesn't even out. Does that make any sense? Mm, yeah, but also uh, not, there's another reasons. For okay. example, uh, when you uh, are trying to build a big hydropower plant, you need a lot of investment. So in most of the cases, these investments uh, comes from the government, in most of the cases, because it's a huge uh, inversion billions yeah billions uh, but if you think in solar solar roofs for example you don't need this kind of inversion you need people that are interested to uh, install these solar panels over your roofs on your houses and it's better for the environment because first it's a place that uh, are yeah you live there so you you don't damage the environment a uh, 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 natural environment you are using your roof that it's part of your house and this is more efficiently to to promote this kind of technologies and i think also another way and another uh another way to to think in this in, in this future vision is that we have actually we had a lot of problems with water so the hydropower plants works with water 
And these solutions, you when you design to these these technologies, these plants, you design to fifty years of lifetime. So in fifty years, the problem of water in the world are are very it comes right back yeah of you have to do it all over again yeah so where are you finding the most traction uh in the sense of where are you seeing the most success uh in promoting uh renewables throughout south america in south america well but latin america uh, has a lot of potential to use renewable energies we had a lot of biomass uh, we have a lot of uh, Went in the south of or or, uh, or in South America. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of so of sun uh, in countries like Mexico f- to Chile, the north of Chile. Yeah, but I think the better way to promote these technologies in our countries is to uh, eliminate the subsidies. But it is a political thing, very difficult to work because, as I said. It's not a energy problem. It's not a knowledge problem. It's not a technical problem. It's uh, political. Yes, political. They need to to stay in the power, and they need to stay. And uh, the the easy way to stay in this uh, in the government is to get to give uh, the energy in lower prices. Yeah. So, so it's it's kind of like. Um... Here in America, yeah. Um, as a politician, yeah. If you represent a certain area, mm-hmm. and you are able to um, do something for, say, your constituents is what we call them—the people that yeah. you represent—by bringing in a company mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. Everyone there is happy because oh, you're bringing more jobs to our area. But what the cost of bringing those people to the job may have been something where, okay, now this politician has to vote this specific way for this company that agreed to come there. Yes. Or this politician, you know, accepted money from what we call a super PAC or political political action committee where they pool money from a bunch of different sources Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know hand that check over to that politician and now that politician is beholden to the interests of that super PAC. Yeah, no, it, it and this is the same in all of the countries all over the world, I think. Yeah. So but I I I believe in the in in the people because and and in the new generations because uh, they are changing the way of thinking. They are the new citizens, so they are questioning, well, what about this kind of energy if we have a lot of potential here in our country or maybe just like uh, things like that. So uh, I think uh, to promote this kind of, uh, of technology or another way to promote this kind of technology in our countries is to uh, believe in education for our people. So it's it's uh, I think it could be changed a lot of things in our third countries. Okay, so you had mentioned biomass, you yeah. had mentioned solar, yeah, and you had mentioned I believe wind power wind, as well. Yeah, wind power. So what countries would you say are on the leading edge for each one of those? So which country oh, yeah. does the most for with biomass? Which well, biomass in our in our countries in in countries in Latin America, I think it's Brazil. Brazil. Brazil, they use a lot of ethanol to in 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 their gasoline. Uh, yeah, in gasoline, so it works a lot. But well, always you have two sides in the same. So they use uh, uh, ethanol as a first. Uh, how I can say. Uh, it's a uh, first grade for I know I don't know if this is the correct word in English okay. uh, for a technical te- uh, word, but uh, they use uh, agriculture to uh, produce um, um, sugar cane. Okay. Uh, so sugar cane, it could be for uh, our our use as humans, mm-hmm. or maybe 
use as a gasoline. So okay. it's it's a it's a, it's difficult to to promote that in in another country and countries like, uh, for example, Finland or Norway. They don't think that it is the way to use biomass. Mm. Yeah, it's clean, but well, you're using land that could be better to promote agriculture. Correct. Yeah. So, or this it's, is, it's it's the sugarcane is merely an additive. Yeah. To the gasoline. Yes. Whereas they might say, we want to get off gasoline altogether. Mm -hmm. So by you using sugarcane to support it, it's like, yeah, you're, you're reducing gasoline usage, but you're not uh, 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 slaying the dragon. You're just kind of slowing the process. Yeah. That, but, but, but we are working. So yes, yes, it, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, for example, now Chile is leading the solar revolution. Uh, I... I think in in South America because they had a the, the Atacama dessert that is dessert is the word say it again Atacama Atacama is Atacama. like uh, is like the atomic no Atacama is the name of a geographic place okay. that uh, there's a lot of sand there's a lot of so desert desert oh desert Atacama. okay yeah desert. that's okay. the word All right. so Atacama uh, it's the place in the world that they that in Chile has well not 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 just in Chile all over the world they they had uh, the most uh, um, powerful site to uh, to use uh, the solar energy photovoltaics or maybe concentrated uh, thermal concentrated so it's actually they are working a lot in in, in Chile to to use the solar uh, energy. So, so are you saying that this is because of a specific location in Chile? Yeah. Where the sun is is very yeah. potent, if you will. Yeah. Or uh, okay, so it, um, to what degree are the the solar panels that they're using? Are they actually producing solar panels there? No. Okay. No, no, no. They are using solar panels to uh, generate uh, solar energy. Okay. Uh, electricity mm -hmm. but they but are using it in the important. desert portion yeah. of chile yeah of course okay and uh, that's northern chile right north of chile yeah okay. yeah in border with peru okay so in in uruguay uh, we had a lot of, of, of wind power turbines so uh, as i said we we had a lot of, of we have a lot of uh, energy resources in our countries but uh, it's it's uh, it's political the way that we are changing right now. Yeah. Okay. So you so you had mentioned before you think the first step is education. Yeah. Just and that's with respect to the community, like the people who are there to understand the whole process of. Yes, this might be cheaper, but in the long run, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. I'm a I'm a I love restaurants. I love eating out. Yeah. And you, you're a well-traveled man. Yeah. So let me ask you. Um, you say you're from Ecuador, correct? Yeah. So uh, give me one restaurant you would recommend anywhere in Ecuador. In Ecuador, eh, La Canoa. La Canoa. It's in, in Quito, in Guayaquil. It's a traditional Ecuadorian food. Eh, okay. Very good. And in our country, the food, it's, it's cheaper than than here <laughs> yeah so and but i think it's a it's a good uh, and it's ecuadorian cuisine yeah so what what what, what would constitute as ecuadorian cuisine whoa <laughs> we have like, a, what is the signature dish no well for example in ecuador we had a uh, four four natural regions um uh, the coast the pacific coast the amazon region and the highlands and the, the central Andean region and also galapagos islands so uh, you have a lot of uh, kind of of food in these different regions. In the Andean regions, for example, that I I, I was born here, uh, we have uh, a lot of use of potatoes, a lot of soups with potatoes. Uh, in our Pacific uh, coasts, we have a lot of uh, fish shrimps uh, so we have a lot of, uh, of food so if depends 
where it's a little country, but we had a lot of a lot of uh, food uh, or Ecuadorian cuisine are very 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 so, rich. Okay, so you said the four regions of Ecuador are you said the Galapagos Islands, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the Andes region, yeah, uh, the Amazon region, yeah, and what was the fourth one? The the coast, the coast, the Pacific coast. Okay, so where are the Galapagos? Uh, Northern the, or southern? No, no, no. In the uh, west. West. Okay. West, west, west. More, 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 more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that it right there? Two hundred, two thousand kilometers from the coast. Oh wow! Yeah, and two so hours in in, in, a, in plane. a plane. Yeah. There, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Okay, so wait. The Galapagos Islands are part of Ecuador. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, they don't... And they, I just always thought about the Galapagos Islands as the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, um, I'm sorry. This, this is me being just an ignorant American. Um, <laughs> no. Machu Picchu, that's in Peru. Machu Picchu is in Peru. Okay. Is it anywhere close to the Ecuador border? Um, well... I think it's not so close. It's more closer than than Chile or maybe the La, La Paz. Here, for, you can see Cusco. Cusco? Cusco, yeah. It's yes. near from, from this city. Yeah, Cusco. Oh, okay. yeah. so that's, yeah, that's far away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, and so you said the Andes. Where would the Andes be? The Andes is the region that you can see the mountains. Right here? Yeah, okay. yeah, all of this. And then the Amazon is east of that. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. So, uh, Quito, mm-hmm. the capital, is a uh, well, I don't know if uh, we use a metrical international system. So, uh, Quito is in um, 2,800 meters over the level sea. Okay, 2,800, so, so about half a mile, half a mile above sea level. Yeah, maybe one mile is oh, I'm sorry, 2,000 meters. So, I multiply it times three, so you're a mile above sea level. Yeah, yeah. you're like Denver, Colorado. So you're already in the mountains, yeah. So to say, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me switch my mic a little bit more centered. Yeah, there we go. I'm sure Jerry's gonna appreciate my voice coming through a little bit better. Jerry's my engineer. He works with me on these on these uh, podcasts we put together, and uh, I send him the raw recording, and then he you know cleans it up a bit. You know? Yeah. And so I'm trying to do as much engineering on this side as oh, i can okay. <laughs> before i sit it too so he doesn't have to do as much work but they are doing well i think yeah <laughs> definitely um so where in um where in ecuador would you say that i need to put up that so okay i'm sorry let me back up uh in america we have a term called a bucket list have you heard of that before bucket list like a bucket that you throw like water in yeah. a bucket so it's called a bucket list because it's a list of things that you have in your head of things you want to do, places you want to go. Oh, yeah. Right? So if there was something that I should do in Ecuador oh. or a place that I should go oh. in Ecuador that should be on my bucket list, what would that be? Uh, Galapagos. The Galapagos. Galapagos. Okay. And then it could be Montañita. Montañita. Where's that on the map? Montañita is near from... Well, that's it. Montanita. 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 Okay, so this yeah. is this is, a, this is off the literally the Pacific coast of uh, yeah, Ecuador. It, it's a little, uh, uh, a little town in the in the coast mm-hmm. uh, that we have. Uh, it's like a mecca for surfers. It's okay. Like, yeah. So. Big waves. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of people from all over the world. All over the world uh, go there to surf. The party is very good there. So, the what? Yeah, the party. The parties. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's the party. So, so this is, is this of all of the cities along, all the beach towns along the Pacific coast. Is no, that the biggest a, one? We, we no 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 no. What's there's the biggest a, one? The biggest one is in in Isla Puna. No, 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 no. The biggest one uh, in uh, in the coast of Pacific um, yeah. is Manta, yeah. Manta. But okay. the biggest city in the in in the region in the in the coast region is Guayaquil. Guayaquil. Guayaquil is the is the larger city in in, in Ecuador. Yeah. yeah. Three point five billions, I think. 
Millions? Yeah. No. Millions. 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 Okay. Yeah. Millions. So three and a half million people. Uh -huh. Yeah. How many people in Quito? In Quito, two point eight, I think. Okay. So that's like your New York. Uh, Largest well, city in Ecuador. Guayaquil. Guayaquil. Yeah. Guayaquil. 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 Uh -huh. Okay. And um, it's kind of like inset. It's on the water, but it's kind of inset uh, towards the southern end of uh, Ecuador. Yes. Uh, looks a lot like, kind of like a DC, how DC is kind of inset in the Chesapeake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, kind of. Kind of, but yeah. yeah. But it, it uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at Google Maps, of but it, it looks like it could be really pretty down there. Yeah. Um, so you said, but Manta is the biggest uh, coastal city. Yeah. Now, is that where the b biggest parties are? Or is that no, just where Montanita. the most people are? No. Montanita is, is Monta the biggest party. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good to know. All right. Um, does it ever get cold? Uh, I didn't understand you. Cold. Um, so you cold? said there's a there's a there's an area of Ecuador that has the Andes. Uh, yeah. So do they have skiing? No. 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 Okay. Because because uh, we have a lot of, uh, of mountains and volcanoes with with uh, snow with ice. Uh, we had uh, a lot of this kind of, but we had a, a lot of um, uh, mountain climbing uh, activities. Uh, for skiing, I think uh, you don't have the, well, maybe in one mountain that we have a uh, snow on, but yeah. it's not enough. But it's not, yeah, for, for us, I think it's better climbing. Climbing, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things to do in, in, in the Andean region. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, so, let me see what I was going to say. Uh, man, I forgot my train of thought. Um, so, where's the best hiking path? Hiking. Hiking, climbing. In, uh, in, where, where's the best hiking well, or climbing place well, in we Ecuador? We have a lot, a lot, a lot of, of mountains like Chimborazo Mountain, that it's the biggest uh, in Ecuador. Uh, Cotopaxi Volcano. Um, Chimborazo? Uh, yeah. Chimborazo. 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 Yeah, this is the mm -hmm. uh -huh, Chimborazo, Cotopaxi, Cayambe. We have a lot of, uh, from Quito, you can see uh, when it's very clear a uh, clear day you can see the volcano avenue you can see maybe a um, 12 12 12 volcanoes from... they call it volcano avenue yeah you see all uh -huh. the volcanoes yeah so that's what i was going to ask um have any are there any of these volcanoes active yeah of course I so, so when was the last time one erupted uh i think um, one year and a half well uh, we have a lot of volcanoes that are active, so they always are just spewing up. Yeah, but, but like anything, nothing major, just like kind of. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we have some sometimes uh, an alert to stay there. So I I live uh, almost four years, so I'm I'm thirty nine years old, mm -hmm. and I could see in some cases. Uh, maybe it, the word is ash, I think, when the volcano explodes and then, yeah. So it's sometimes three or four times that I could see in my life uh, the big problem that we have with this, this kind of things. Uh, but we are, I don't know if, if, this is our place, so we are... It's your home. Yeah. You're and, not going anywhere, yeah. And also in, in, our, in our country is... Uh, it it's a region of, of of earthquakes and little earthquakes or maybe so we are uh, we live with that sometimes you are working and so well <laughs> yeah we had one earthquake here in dc that i remember that happened uh, maybe six or seven years ago yeah and it I I thought that it was like construction going on upstairs or something. It wasn't anything bad, like nothing fell off, fell off my table or anything like that. But it was enough. You know, I was in a building, yeah. and so the windows were shaking. Yeah. And I saw the both sides. You know, it's like the initial one, and then there's a second yeah. one that comes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we didn't know what to do, man. So three years ago, we have a, no two years ago. Two years ago, we have the biggest one in the coast, but in Pacific Coast, really, that are very dangerous and kill a lot of people there. 
how well, Richter scale was it at eight? Uh, seven maybe eight eight, eight oh, point wow. two or eight point two yeah man. so wow it's, that's crazy and the problem is not the, the 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 earthquake the level of the earthquake the problem is the way that people construct their homes the buildings weren't constructed yeah. to a level or to houses. withstand or houses yes. yeah so people yes. get trapped underneath yeah they they don't uh, contract a uh, engineers they just uh, pay uh, a contract that is no professionals mm -hmm. so after that there's uh, problems with uh, earthquakes so I'm, I'm assuming though there's a, a system in place with permits right where you know if you want to do like build something mm -hmm. you have to go to the government to get a permit in, to be able in to... theory yeah <laughs> we have the laws we have the yeah, bad but the then, people yeah, the... but in actuality in practice yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's it's completely different yeah that's with anything man so but back to food Yo. So outside of Ecuador, uh -huh. you being a well-traveled person, yeah. where would you recommend? Lima. Lima. In Peru. In Peru. Okay. In Peru. All right. Well, and then what? Okay. Lima so. actually is the capital uh, from South America uh, for, for cuisine. Really? You, you find a lot, a lot of things. There are, uh, uh, how can I say? people just travel to to make uh, uh to, to, to oh they, they'll, they'll, to eat they'll in go a lot of, just to eat there yeah they won't yeah. go to the beach they didn't want to go to the shop yeah. to see any of the historical stuff they just want to spend a week there just eating the good food yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and is it food from all over south america or is it just food no, specific to just peru? from peru just wow. from peru and are very delicious so what what would be a good dish? Foof. Like a, a, a signature uh, well, Lima dish. This look at this. In Ecuador we uh, make the word uh, ceviche. Ceviche. Yeah, okay. ceviche. And also in Peru. But it's different the way you prepare in, in Ecuador and in Lima. So how and do they prepare Peru. what's the difference? Because in Ecuador it's like a soup. Okay. It's like a not so it's a cold soup. In Lima, it's like a plate with a combination of different flavors. You can put fish, you can put uh, shrimps or something like that. And I think as Ecuadorian, it's different way of... of oh, it's difficult to compare. Okay. The, the two, it's like they're almost two separate... The two dishes. Okay. Yeah. So, but... Uh, I think uh, from five or six years ago, uh, Lima are, or the chefs in Lima are working in a good way to promote uh, their cuisine. So actually, a lot of people in in South America travel to Lima to to learn. Just, yeah, to learn. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um, this is a very big, interesting place to to know. It's a very big city maybe i think uh, over 10 million people okay but, and the traffic it's a disaster <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster it's, it's very but uh, it's a very nice experience to 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 eat there in the in lima i'm sure i'm sure so uh where have you been to in america uh, sorry in America? Yeah. Uh, North America, United States, USA. Yeah. Where have you been to? Oh. Uh, what cities? Uh, yeah. In in New York City. New York. Last day, in last year. Mm -hmm. And well, in a, in, in, a, in a neighborhood in New Jersey that okay. lives uh, my family that are here. Okay. okay. And tomorrow we are going to there. And then uh, we and my, 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 me and my wife are going to New York City to... No, another things that in the last uh, year we could not uh, visit. So yeah, okay, yeah, just the East Coast. East Coast. You haven't yeah. seen the West Coast yet. No, not yet. Yeah, you need to see the West Coast. It's completely different. Completely yeah, completely different. I imagine. I mean, that. imagine how different you know Lima is from say Rio. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Is there any place here that you've eaten in America? That you, you well in America, I stayed in a lot of, uh, of places. Mm -hmm. I know uh, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the Central America. I stayed in Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, mm -hmm. and Mexico. 
and also in ah uh, well i think 20 20 years 22 years ago i was in cuba okay yeah as a, i went to cuba wait 2018 16 years ago 16 oh yeah yeah i was in oh. I, I, went, I visited cuba 16 yeah. years ago it was great i loved yeah, it yeah, yeah. i loved it um okay uh is there a book right now that you're reading a book a book yeah that you're reading that's that's yeah interesting. yeah 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 i i finished to read in in the in the plane too when i was coming to to dc a okay. uh, book that it's named it's uh, i don't know if you are uh, uh, listening about uh, jeremy rifkin it's an economist he's an american economist i think i love the way of thinking of, of is it him. jeremy rifkin jeremy rifkin okay yeah uh, the name of this book is the well i don't know if the same name in in english but in spanish is um or how can i say uh, the mar well, well i i can i can try to to translate the margin uh, uh the margins so how can i say it? well uh, no no in the first time in the first uh, paragraph i i could see uh, third industrial uh, revolution yeah, this is the this is one of these but zero there's marginal one. cost, there's the European dream, the empathetic the zero marginal cost society. Okay, this is a that's the one you yeah yeah yeah. Okay, they explain how the new models, the new business models are are the evolution of the capitalism to uh, share economy. Mm -hmm. So I love this this book. Okay, it's very very interesting. Okay. Because uh, he says that the the end of capitalism or the or the evolution of capitalism is the the, the, the share, share economy. economy, like yeah. because like Airbnb, like Airbnb, <laughs> yeah, sure, or like uh, Spotify or, or Netflix Uber. or Uber, yeah, because uh, the the new generation uh, they are. They are not thinking in property. They are thinking in the access of the service that provides this functionality. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I may have to pick that one up. The Zero Marginal Cost Society by Jeremy Rifkin. I recommend. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there an event that happens in Ecuador or Quito, mm -hmm. like annually or once every two years, once every three years, that someone needs, like you, you need to go check out. Mm, let me see. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Well, depends because uh, in in the region we have a lot of a lot of events in different kind of things. Uh, in uh, I think two years ago we have this uh, habitat. Habitat is a very big event from United Nations uh, to promote uh, sustainability in urban in, in, in urban zones. So it's a very big uh, event. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't know uh, where when uh, will be uh, the next other one. one. Yeah. Okay. So, but depends. I mean, it doesn't have to be about anything sustainable. Could it be like a carnival or something, or perhaps? Yeah, we uh, have carnivals, but uh, I think not just uh, uh, the way of Brazil or mm -hmm. yeah. It's like kind of I don't know if you are, uh, are uh, or you listened about Oruro's carnival in Bolivia. Okay. Yeah, it's very famous, but we have. Uh, this kind of, of Oruro, Oruro, in it, this is in Bolivia, in La Paz. No, no, in La Paz, in Oruro, in Oruro. Oruro in Bolivia. Oruro, Oruro is there, near from Cochabamba. Uh, ah, here we Oruro. go. All right. Yeah, there's a little town, and it's very famous the carnival there. So okay. we have in the same way. I I I think that uh, we know about it because okay. it's very famous. But in all of our our towns, in in just towns, I think, mm -hmm. because the cities is like well have a carnival, but in in little towns, uh, and 
in Andean region, we have a very nice experience with these kind of festivals or carnival or yeah, so are very with most color, with most uh, celebration, yeah, dance most culture. Yeah, yeah it's I'm very sure. co uh, yeah. So I'm looking at this uh, lake that's near La Paz ah, in Bolivia. Yeah, that spans between I stay Bolivia there. and uh, um, Titicaca. This is Lake Titicaca. This is Lake Titicaca. Okay. This is a nice place to stay. Okay. Yeah. But I just Coco Cabana. Copacabana is right there. Yeah. This is the this is the, the the original town where there's um I don't know in, in, in English how can I say? It's like a figure of a virgin, okay. a Catholic virgin mm -hmm. that is stay there. I don't know I virgin don't Mary? know very well. Yeah. I don't know very well the history, but I I, I know that this uh, this is this uh, figure they live to Brazil to Copacabana. Mm -hmm. So the virgin, uh, the original name is from, from Bolivia. Here, from yeah. here, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's between um, oh, is this uh, Peru and it's the it's the lake that spans halfway between Peru and Bolivia and Bolivia yeah. called Lake Titicaca, yeah. kind of like uh, Lake Victoria. Between Kenya and uh, uh, yeah 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 and Tanzania mm -hmm. yeah no I just I just saw it. it looks like a really big lake yeah so I'm, it's I'm, sure, really I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff going on there and it looks like it's right at the foot of the mountains too right so it's like got a nice picturesque look yeah uh, this is I think three three thousand eight hundred uh, meters. meters over the sea oh, that's over almost the level sea. yeah it's two miles almost. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's very uh, the air is thin yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you can't go running without falling out. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. All right. So um, I typically end with, with these couple questions, okay? Okay. All right. So what would you consider your number one skill? Meaning something that you have expertise in, something that you work, that you've like practiced for, done a whole lot, that you do well. Yeah, well, professional, I think I am a, uh, I, well, it's not good to speak well uh, for, well, for it doesn't have to be anything professional either it could be you yeah could be... no but i think i like a lot uh, to work with people in in rural communities okay. because it's very nice to see when you work with them uh, from anything to and then to install some energy system and you can see they they then they don't they didn't have electricity and then they used electricity it's a better sense and it makes makes yeah. you feel good yeah 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 and also i think i uh, professionally i i consider that i work well as a project manager okay yeah, i had a lot of, of projects there in latin america in just in well not just in ecuador and in the region too i have uh, some projects so okay i think it's I, I like this this way of work not just an an engineer for a electronic company or maybe like that so you'd say that you, you as a project manager you're able to uh systemically think through a process and yeah. execute that process yeah. yeah that's a good trait to have um so then on the other hand what would you say is your number one talent so when i say talent it's something that you just had inherently. You didn't need to practice it at all. You just, as we would say, you came out the womb with this talent Whoa. that you just naturally had. Wow. This is a good question because I... It could be anything, too. It, it could be something crazy like, yeah, I can see the color red very well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but talent is, uh, well... I used to practice capoeira in my country, okay. Brazilian capoeira, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm not so good, but I try a lot. So maybe, I well, I think uh, the practice and practice and practice, I don't know the word in English, uh, uh, persistence maybe. Okay. Yeah, but this is a, a value of me. Value of yours, persistence. Yeah. yeah, persistence. Okay, all uh, right. Because I, I don't have... A, talent a specific talent to, to the ah well I play guitar very well or maybe something like that mm -hmm. but I, I, I have this this value to stay and stay and just keep going yeah just keep going yeah that's a that's a great talent to have 
So Renato, thank you so much. Um, if the people listening wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do so? Uh, well, my Twitter is in uh, well in Spanish is J Renato Op, but in English I will try to to well it could be J R E N I T O O P. This is the the name in in Twitter. Okay. So. This is not in my business card because it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's my yeah. personal Twitter, but okay. yeah, this is the better way. All right. What because about- I, I always I stay in contact with Twitter. Mm-hmm. I always uh, uh, post some things in in from renewable energy, from sustainability. I like to 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 promote these kind of things in my social networks. Okay. And uh, email? Do you want people- email? Yeah, of course. Uh, Renato Ona. Polit are uh, how can I say a robot? Uh, <laughs> uh, the the oh at at uh, gmail.com. Okay, so R E N A T O. My name, continue. Uh huh. Renato Onapolit uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. Yeah, and Freddie, I want to thank you for your uh, uh, being a super host. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's oh, my my family are very happy in your house uh, we are we are the first uh when when we enter to your house well, wow it's very nice place so i recommend you i recommend uh, thank you strongly recommend your house to to stay here are you very close to the National Museum so you can walk, not not use metro or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very nice place and quietly, safely. So it's very nice. I, I Thank you congratulate so much. for this. Thank you so much. We, we, we no, really try to provide a, no, a, 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 a one-of-a-kind memorable experience for all of our guests. And, and, and again, sorry for my to... English. <laughs> oh, your English is better than my Portuguese and my <laughs> Spanish, so I'm not going to be the one to complain, you know? Okay. All right. But thank you so much. No, you're welcome.